welcome to Froze Talk, the podcast. This is your host, Dani Coronel, and in today's conversation about the beauty of writing, we have Kate Joy. Hello, I'm here. First things first, Kate, do you want to introduce yourself? Um, Sure, I'm Kate Joy. Uh, I run and write for Words and Stuff, which is an educational writing blog, and um, I am, I'm, I'm Danny's friend. <laughs> yeah. Hello, I, I invited her on the podcast because I really like her blog and I think we can all learn a lot from it today. Yeah. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I am always right. <laughs> True. Go on with me. Okay. So, <clears throat> Kate, yeah. you are the woman behind words and stuff on Tumblr. One of the most, no, that I read that wrong. One of the best, if not the best, writing vlogs for writers looking for tips. Yeah. What's the story behind it? How long have you run it? I've run it for a little over four years now, uh, bordering on five. And uh, I just, I didn't mean to actually start the blog. I I started it directly following uh, deleting my first fan fiction blog, and um, I I put up a thing for my own reference, and a lot of people found it and liked it, and I just kept making things, and here we are, sixty thousand people later. <laughs> That's crazy. That is so wild. Oh my gosh. Uh, so four years, five years. No, you yeah. So two thousand sixteen. Yeah. Wow. It's, that's that's inspirational. I like that. Okay. What are some of your tips to start a successful blog? And what is, in your opinion, in your wise opinion, a successful blog? Well, I would define a successful blog as one you're proud to add to. I, I see a lot of blogs on Tumblr that are... Um, people are embarrassed of them or they're very private about them and that's totally fine I mean to each their own but I'm really proud to have made words and stuff and I I think the key to creating and, and maintaining a successful and, and worthy of pride blog is is only post things that you yourself would like don't post things because you think that they'll get notes or because you think that you know people will share them if it's something that you yourself would be genuinely interested in then you can count on other people also being genuinely interested in it and that's i mean that's the only way to guarantee yourself any any form of success in being proud of what you've done you can't guarantee or or foster numerical success that's based on algorithms and luck outside of your control but you can control whether or not you're making something worth sharing. That was an amazing answer. That was an amazing answer. <laughs> yes. Um, I always Thank say you. that all my posts are self-indulgent. I, it's stuff that I just, I, I want to know. <laughs> I just, I look for it because I want to know. I really want to know. Um, and that is just, and that's how you keep motivated and how oh, yeah. you want to keep doing stuff because if you're doing stuff for you know for others you're gonna get tired of it you have to do it for yourself i've been running a blog about writing craft for five years i don't have any published works 
and I I don't really strive for that, but I'm interested in the mechanics of writing, and so I'm motivated by learning about it. And every article I write, it, it's not 100% just stuff I come up with in my own brain. It's it's stuff that I research and I I cultivate all the best advice I can find. I try it out and then I share it with other people if it works. But the process of learning about writing is what motivates me to write about writing. So, I mean, post things that you're interested in and other people will like it. I guarantee it. Even if it's not millions of people, it's it's worth it to have one or two people who actively follow what you're doing. A hundred thousand million percent. Um, and what do you think are the do nots? Like, do not do this. Oh, um. Well, in terms of starting a blog or starting anything that you're wanting to get out there and 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 make successful in terms of numbers, don't um, self-promote in obnoxious ways. I get at least ten messages a day from people sending me stuff they want me to look at or or reblog on my blog. Even though if you scroll for two seconds, you you can notice that I don't reblog anything, ever. <laughs> and it's clear that these people don't care at all about what I'm making or what I've done. They just want me to promote what they've done. And people who do that where they're like, they comment on under YouTube videos and say, check out my channel or stuff like that, it's, it's obnoxious and it's the number one way to get people not to be interested in what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, you have to let your work speak for itself. Yeah, there's ways to promote your stuff on other people's platforms, but there are platforms built for that. And the only way you're going to get success out of that method of marketing is if you go to places people specifically follow to find new things. But if you go to some writing blog that only posts their own content, you say, well, you just make an exception for me. That's not going to work for you, I guarantee. And it's kind of very rude. Yeah, it's extremely rude. Yeah. I'm like, totally against it. Me too. <laughs> Me too. How do you put together? I want to know about your, like, your process. So yeah, I want to know about your process. Uh, how do you put together a blog post? What's what's the, the, the... A day in my life? My word count average for the day is about 5,000 words. Across all of my projects. And I write all day, every day. I have a full-time job. And so I write on my lunch breaks, and I write in the morning, and I write in the cracks of the day where I find time and that accumulates to about 5,000 words a day. And um, my process for individual projects is that I usually go through my inbox and find questions that I think are interesting and elaborate them, choose to elaborate on them in a post of its own or answer the question. And the process of writing one article for me takes about 10 cumulative hours of work spread out amongst two or three weeks. And um, I start with an idea, I start to do some research, kind of put together my thoughts, solidify my thoughts, create an outline of how I want to say it, and then I put it into words, send it to somebody else to read, and then I post it. It's a very uh, editorial style of running a blog, and I, it took me a long time to fine-tune it. I'm very proud of it. It, it works. It's brought me a lot of success, and I am very proud of all of the things that I publish, so. That's impressive. <laughs> Thank you. I, oh my gosh, I just... You make my brain go... Poopy. <laughs> <laughs> For 
just how inspiring you are that that's girl what the it's too much work for what it is i mean i know a lot of people read it and get a lot out of it but i mean in reality it's a it's a tumblr blog and i put that much work into it no, i get paid maybe a hundred dollars a month to do all of that work i try to publish about five articles a week and i never succeed at that i think i've succeeded at that maybe two or three times over the last five years and um but i always put in the amount of work it takes to publish five articles but not always come out in a week so it's so much work for so very little payoff but it's worth it because i i get all these messages from people saying you know i can't afford to go to school but your blog is is educational for me and i'm like okay well then i guess i'll keep doing it even though yeah i could be great money. <laughs> it's really inspiring and i think that it will all pay off in the end I, I think it already has. Some initial oh, that's really sweet. But that's not, that has never been the goal. If it had been the goal, I would have quit by now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay, here's the controversial part. <laughs> um, which is the best blog hosting site? In, like, Tumblr, yeah. Wait, WordPress, Squarespace. Um, Tumblr, by far. <laughs> Big Tumblr as a platform is questionable, but in terms of growing your platform and getting to other people, Tumblr is going to be so much more efficient than any other because it has the social media aspect. If you try to start a blog on, on Wix or WordPress, great. I'm sure it's going to look fantastic and professional. You are so much more of an adult than I am. But if I had started my blog on one of those platforms, I would have reached 10 people after two years and quit because it doesn't have any real base of gaining momentum unless you already have a following. So I understand when published authors or people who already have a platform move to those sites. I tried to move to WordPress a couple of years ago and it didn't work because my blog is a, is a platform of social media. And if I didn't have the following and the comments and the, and the likes and stuff, people wouldn't pay attention because 99% of the reason I think people still reblog my old posts is because they already have hundreds of thousands of notes. That what that's what people see give them value. And if you come across a, a website on WordPress and it has zero comments and maybe two likes and it's two years old, people are like, oh well then this must be garbage even if it brings me some value. So I mean it depends on what you want to get out of it. If you want an audience, don't don't use a blog hosting platform like Wix or WordPress. Use Tumblr because that's where the people are. That's very interesting. But that's just an experience. I'm sure a lot of people have found success that way, but they also, they have different goals than I do. Yeah, and it's all a matter of opinion. Like, yeah. I create free content so that people don't have to use paid content. And I want to get it out to as many people as possible. And I... I need the social media aspect of that, the algorithms and whatnot. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I I don't I don't have a blog. It, that seems very. That seems very experienced, like a very experienced opinion. It's trial and error, and so many mistakes. One of the burning questions, people, for people. 
One of the burning questions that people starting blogs: How do you get an audience when you're first starting out? Look, I'm not gonna lie. I could tell you use these hashtags, or 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 communicate with these people, or or do this and that. Use these words in your headlines, but it's it's really a matter of luck, because I I don't think if I started my blog today. It would do nearly as well because Tumblr had completely different rules when I started that helped me boost my content. I mean, the first couple of posts I made were lists of links, and Tumblr actively suppresses those kinds of posts now. And so, the only reason those are still successful on my blog is because I already have a ton of people following me.、Um, but I think that if you want to start any kind of social media and you want it to succeed. Um, don't bet on it. Try your best. Do it by all means. But if if you're like I'm gonna make this my job, and you're starting from zero, get ready for at least two years of absolute radio silence, because it, you are waiting for that luck to strike. If it ever does, I got really lucky. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's it's really you you. It's all about the algorithm, and if it. The algorithm likes you, and you can try your absolute best to make the post that will, like, make the algorithm fall in love with you. But if they're not feeling it, they're just not feeling it, and it、yeah. can fail and it can flop. And and I mean, you when you asked me that other question when you're starting a blog and you you switched on to the do's and don'ts, I think a big don't of starting a blog or any kind of social media. Is、um, don't market to the wrong audience. Don't use the trendy hashtags on a on a video or a blog post that has nothing to do with those things, because you're not going to get the attention you want. If people are searching for a certain thing and you put them yourself in their way, you're a nuisance. You're an obstacle to what they're looking for. You want to increase your chances of coming across people who are going to like what you you have.、Um, And the best way to do that is through hashtags and interesting headlines and and good content. But、um, again, you're in a sea of other people who have the exact same idea, and are making it too. And、um, it's it really is just luck. At the end of the day, just put yourself in a good position, see what happens, take a chance. By all means, do it, but don't count on it. Yeah, and do it because you like it, and、yeah. you know, don't don't do stuff. I think yeah. I think Jenna Marazzi says that says that a lot. That if you're in the book industry because you want to make a quick buck. Oh no! No no no! It rarely ever pays off, and if it does, good on you. But、um, if you don't love to do something,、uh, it's not. It's gonna be terrible. A lot of people get into the arts industry, the writing industry, the movie industry, whatever, because they think it makes big money, and then you realize that. You can count the number of people who make big money in the arts on one hand, and then you usually end up being somebody who makes mid-level management amount of money, doing mid-level management kind of jobs. Because even if you do work in an artistic industry, there is always middle management. There's always the paperwork and the people doing the office jobs. And I don't really know where I was going with this, but if you want to be an artist and you want to make art. Make art, but、um, 
don't ever assume that you're going to be successful because you have this quality or because you do this differently. Because it, it, it's all about luck. Putting yourself in a good position. Which is sad, but it's the truth. And a lot of people, including myself, hear it way too late. A hundred percent. When I was researching the questions that, we're gonna, that I was going to ask you, like, see, um, you know, how to start a blog, like, see what, what the people were saying, I found a lot of articles that were like, start a blog, like, it's, the, it's, it's a job on the go, and you can earn a lot of money from, like, sponsors, and it honestly just sounded like blogs that were written by the blog hosting sites to get people to sign up. Yeah. Um, I was just like, that's not how it works. No. No. You have to do it because you want to, and you're most likely not gonna make like money for the first I don't know how many years, and you might never make enough to make a living out of your blog. Yeah. Well, you the thing is, if you don't know how to make money off a blog, you're not going to. It doesn't just show up. Like, sponsors don't reach out to you. They, you reach out to them. If you don't know how AdSense works, you're not going to make money off of ads because there's going to be no ads. It's, if you don't know how to run a business, you cannot turn a blog into a business. And I make a decent amount of money off of ads and Patreon and stuff like that, but it's by no means a livable amount of money. And I don't think that with the amount of, even the amount of time I put into it, I could make it so. Unless a whole lot of people decided all of a sudden they wanted to pay my rent. So, you know, it's, if you want to start a blog and make it your job, um, that's great. I wish you the best of luck. I've been doing this five years and I still can't figure it out. I'm in business school and I still don't know how to do that. It's it's a long shot. Not to destroy your dreams, but... Yeah, yeah. You, you just do it because you want to, yeah. not for the ulterior motives. Make content for the sake of making content and putting something good into the world because that's what actually gets people's attention. They can tell. There's so many ways to tell if somebody actually loves what they're making. And if you don't, it won't go anywhere. I guarantee it. Yep. yep. Yeah, people can definitely tell if you're just making it to get likes, notes, comments. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but on, on the other hand, if you make it because you love it, not only do you love what you're doing every day, and are you making a, a good difference, but you meet a lot of other people who love what they're doing. And the best part about being an artist is the community. Being an artist amongst other artists is so fantastic. It's the most underrated part of the entire job. And I do this just for the sake of meeting the people I've met. So, I mean, look, look for those wholesome, you know, lovely little aspects because they really exist and they're there and, and they're waiting for you. Uh, but if you're busy worrying about making money, you're going to miss them. Um, you, what do you study? Do people know? Is that a secret? It's not a secret. Um, I am currently uh, enrolled at a university. I don't, I don't attend classes yet because I took a gap year, but I am enrolled in a university. I'm getting my um, double major in film production and business entrepreneurship. Because my ultimate goal 
is to be a movie and television producer. So yeah, super glamorous. I love paperwork and spreadsheets and budgeting and telling people what to do. And that's my goal. I, I'm also fascinated by the medium of television and, and, and movies. And I think I'd be really good at it. So that's my plan. <laughs> you are so cool. <laughs> I'm just, this is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna name this podcast episode just Danny fangirling over I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm a little bit of a narcissist. I have to be. I'm on social media. Yeah. That's what I do. We all are. We're all <laughs> narcissists. There's nothing wrong with loving yourself. That's not narcissistic. That's just healthy. <laughs> yes. Agreed. So, uh, you said uh, movies. Do you write screenplays? I, I do to some extent. I've been tinkering around um, with some subject matter i've only written historical drama so far in terms of screenplays because i think the research process is really fun and um i've done one on cuba during the 1950s and the mob there and i've done one on the ottoman sultanate because i thought that was super interesting um one was a, a originally a novel that i converted into a screenplay and then one was a television series uh, and I wrote the first season and it was eight episodes long. And so I'm really proud of those two. I'd love for them to actually be made into something. I highly doubt it though. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do, I do screenwriting. <laughs> okay. That's really cool. I, I won't, I won't say it again. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind. I think people will be annoyed by me basking in the glory, but no. Whoa, I like what I am and what I do. Yeah, if someone is annoyed right now, I'm gonna step on you. You're so cool. <laughs> You're cool too, Danny. I love your content and I I can't do art. The fact that you can do art and you have this talent for visual composition is astounding to me because I don't know how that happens. I don't know how you did that. <laughs> I have great respect for visual artists. I have no talent in that area. Thank you. Okay. That means a lot, especially coming from you. I am... Thank you. Thank <laughs> you so much. I wanted you to um, uh, say what what other like TV shows or movies or books kind of remind you. Like, uh, like, uh, like this is the pitch for us and you have to do the blank x blank. Oh, okay. So describe my projects by comparing them to other things. Um... Okay, I'm working on an anthology series that's like um, Exorcist meets Midsummer Murders sort of thing. Uh, it's very early stages. I started plotting it like last month, but I, I actually think it's going to be pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I'm working on a, a poetry collection that's just for my own stuff. Um, yeah. I'm not a poet, I'm not good at poetry, but I, I want to have done something with poetry. Uh, so I'm working on something that's like kind of a reminiscent of The World's Wife by Carol Ann Duffy. I don't know if you've read that. It's a poetry I have poem. not read it, but I have heard of her. It's, it's fantastic. It's about um, famous like mythology or, or fairy tales or stories, but told through the lenses of women in the stories. And it's 
so cool. But I'm doing one about uh, Greek mythology and women of Greek mythology and, and basically giving girls advice through poetry written as if it were written by the characters in Greek mythology. So that's something I'm working on. Feel free to steal all that idea. I'm never publishing it, but it's that is so what I'm cool. doing. This was a perfect episode. I am so excited to edit this. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed talking to you, even though we only met a little while ago. Yeah, we met. It's, it's weird. Can I tell you that I, I, I imagined you differently, and I also had a dream with the version I imagined, I imagined you as. How did you imagine me? I'm so curious. I want to know I what you think I am. It, it's interesting. I imagined you... Your face is very similar to what I imagined you. Like, mm -hmm. it's it's like oval-shaped. It's very beautiful. You have a beautiful face. Thank you. Um, but I imagined you with a top knot. Oh, yeah. And, and a very tight. And mm -hmm. you were a brunette. Okay, this is an inside detail that nobody knows. But I think I am a brunette on the inside. <gasps> but I cannot... For the life of me, justify dyeing my hair because I don't think it would fit my face. But I, I don't feel like a blonde, and I resent brunettes. I really do. I have a hardcore hatred for brunette people because I'm like I'm one of you, but I'm also so not. Oh my gosh! I read through your soul. Can I keep this in? This is so interesting. Sure, I don't think it's that interesting because, I mean, this is stuff that I hear in my own head and I'm like, you're insane. No, I completely get that. <laughs> I like being a blonde. I think it suits me to some extent, but I think I have the harshness of a brunette. I also have a completely inverted sense of what a, a hair color does to your personality. It's so unrealistic and unrelated to anything in reality. I don't have to hear people talk know if they're a brunette on the inside like i just look at you and i look at the way you hold yourself and the way you dress and i'm like you have dark soul hair <laughs> it's like i don't i don't know how to describe it and hair doesn't really do that much to your personality i mean it does but the color in terms of brunette or blonde or, or red or black or whatever it doesn't do a ton to your personality outside of your head but in your head if i were a, a brunette my thoughts would be so different because my head is a different color. Your brain thinks different thoughts when it's a different color. <laughs> that is such an interesting perspective, Kate. It's interesting no. because yeah, it's wrong. Okay. It's interesting no. because it makes no sense whatsoever. And it's got no basis in anything scientific or supported by reality. It's nonsense. <laughs> it's absolute nonsense. Your brain is a different color, therefore it thinks different things. It, it makes sense on, not on paper, it doesn't make sense on paper. It makes sense when you say it out loud for like two seconds and then you're like, what? <laughs> Your brain's not a different color, it's hat is just a different color. I mean, but think about it, like, you, you dye your hair to feel something, it changes you. See, it's supported by uh, quantita or qualitative evidence because people cut their hair or dye their hair when they're having a mental breakdown, their brain needs to be a different color so that they can get out of their funk. So they can change their thought process. It makes sense. I stand by it. I change my mind. It's not nonsense. It's completely scientific. And I'm yes. the main authority. What, what do you read? Do you read 
I I read. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm a bookworm. I love books. I have a very special place in my heart for books. But the thing is, um, I'm very stingy with my time. And I'm one of those people who feels guilty for enjoying my time. And so if I read a book for more than 20 minutes, I feel this intense need to stop something productive. Because I know in intellectually that reading and enjoying your time and getting immersed in the story is helpful, especially because I'm a writer. But, you know, my gut just won't let me read because it's like, it's not producing something. You're not creating anything. You're not adding anything to the world. And that's mainly anxiety, just a symptom of my anxiety. So I'm, yes, I, I read, I love a lot of different kinds of books. I read mythology. I read romance, I read YA, I read adult books and fantasy and all that stuff, but it's in very small increments. And I think I read a total of three books last year. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that. It happens a lot to me with uh, when I make posts, it feels like I'm wasting my time. And I'm like, no, this is to create engagement. This is to further yeah like, and, and i like doing it like but, yeah. but because i like doing it so much my brain is like you loser you absolute fool stop wasting your time yeah. go get a job see i also think it depends on like the the word read is such a broad term because yeah when people think of reading they think of books or book adjacent creations but I, I read a lot. I mean, objectively, I read almost everything any of my followers send to me, like poems and short stories and everything. I read them all because, That's you know, so thought of me and I want to read it. And so I spend a good chunk of my day reading those things, but I don't count it as reading because that's part of my, my job. That's so <laughs> cute. I didn't. Oh, my gosh. stuff Because I'm not going to post it, but I'll read it. Yeah. I'll be a fan. Yeah. I won't yeah. be your manager. <laughs> uh, oh, you know who I think I am, I imagined you as? Who? Have you watched Glow on Netflix? No. Is that the one about... Oh, the wrestlers. Yeah. I've heard of it. I've seen the trailers. Yeah. I, it's a lot, it. I think it's because you told me that you study film. That I was oh my god, she's a screenwriter. And a, and a huge part of glow is that there's like this screenwriter like like plot line mm -hmm. and and i imagined you as alison brie she's not the writer but she just like kind of fit the description i had like alison brie as a brunette and like younger like in her community days oh that makes sense yeah, yeah. she looks a little bit like the person i have in my head <laughs> Like, what you I see on the outside is not at all who I am on the inside. I am completely I inside my own head. I don't exist. It's weird when I see my face. I'm like... Yeah. I don't have a body. In my mm. head, I don't have a body. Yeah. Kate. Yes. Where can they find you if they want to look for you? Um, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook tumblr etc as either the username words and stuff like the letter n 
or writing and such. What else? Okay, I think goodbye. Uh, thank you, Kate, so much for doing this. This has been an honor. I don't know if I recorded this, but I've been following Kate for a long, long time, like in like, for years now. And, you know, I made my account pretty recently. I wasn't a, a writing anything. I was just a, a regular, a regular, as if we're different <laughs> than other people. Um, I was just like, like, like a, like a private Tumblr user. I didn't reblog anything. I just, I followed her. So it's been an honor. I love meeting you. I am, I am so thankful that you chose to do this and I hope that we're friends forever. I'm very flattered that you think that highly of me. It's completely unfounded. Um, but I, you know, I think we're gonna stay good friends. I enjoy your content, you're a very nice person, and there's, I can't ask for more than that, so. I enjoy your content a lot too, and <laughs> it's a very good resource. I, I, every time I'm like, I Google something to do a post, like you come up, I'm like, oh my god, I know her. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. I am waving the, the, the listener goodbye right now. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Okay. That's it.